Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. out there. How are we doing today? Man, I love that intro. It gets me pumped up every single time. Well, as always, folks, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. I promise I'm going to give you everything I've got to help you live your best kicking life. And for our new followers, first time listening to the show, what is kicking life? Well, not if, but when life kicks our butt, I'm here to empower and inspire and hopefully motivate you to kick your butt back up. And kicking life is not just a good life, not just a great life. Not a phenomenal life, but it's a kicking life, baby. You're kicking life's butt. You're kicking life, taking names, cash and checks, baby, to live your best kicking life. Well, folks, this is episode number 146. Holy smokes, how in the world did that happen? I don't know myself, but it did, and we're here. And I've got a guest on today who's been on probably more shows than anybody. He's become an extremely good friend, a great mentor, uh, I mean, he inspires me with everything he does, and he's definitely going to inspire you. And I want you to make sure you follow him as well, because he's got a lot of great things going on, including he's going to talk today about a trip to Harvard. He went and taught a, a clinic, a lesson, a seminar at Harvard. Holy smokes. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about my good friend, wonderful mentor, Professor Brandon Bleso. Professor, how are we doing, sir? I'm doing great, Richard. It's always a privilege to share space and time with you. And as you were doing that intro, you know, life is really about that. I think Dalai Lama says it really well, that it's easy to be great when things are going your way. But can you be great when life is difficult? That's what builds character. That's what makes better people, you know? And, and people look at life and they want it to be easy. Life will not be easy. Life will be challenging. Life will be hard. But it's what you choose to do with that. That's what you've become a master of that I praise so much is your mindset. You know, your mindset is always so positive, no matter how hard things may be. And so I just want to say thanks and, and for having me on the show. Oh, thank you very, very much. And, and, and you know, uh, you, you've been a big part of this. I, it's not that I always, I was never, I think, negative, but I wasn't as positive as I wanted to be simply because the tribe, the people I was surrounding myself with were not the most uh, motivated, aspired people. They were just kind of going through life, and, and that's okay. But if you want something better, you've got to surround yourself with a group of people that are going to help you get there. A group of people that are going to help drive you. And there's two pe- types of people in life. The people that are drivers, the engines that are pushing you, and the anchors that are pulling and holding you back. And folks, Professor Beliso, uh, like Kiyoshi Kovar, Master Chip Townsend, Master Melody uh, Johnson now, just fabulous folks, fabulous people. And just a couple episodes ago, we had uh, Herbie Bagwell, Kiyoshi Herbie Bagwell on. And you, you heard him. Same story. And that's the whole essence of the podcast here. I'm going to do what I can to bring on the best guests and give you the best information to live your best kick in life. So, sir, thank you for taking time. Please tell tell the folks where they can find you. Um, Well, they can find me everywhere. I think that's the one thing people (laughs) recognize me in social media. If you go to YouTube, you go to LinkedIn, you go to Instagram, you go to Facebook, you go to Amazon. I have a best-selling book right now. You go to Audible. Yeah, I've got a uh, the audible version of that book. So I'm everywhere. 
And I think people say, oh, you're so relentless. And what I am, I, instead of the word relentless, which is kind of hardcore, I would like to believe that the key to success is just being consistent, you know, to be consistent in what you do. For example, if I go to my favorite restaurant that makes the meal the way I like it, I go back again. If the second guy's there and doesn't make my favorite dish the way I like it, I might give you a third chance. If I go the third time, it's not made the way I like it, I simply do not go back again. So if you want to grow your personal life, if you want to grow your business and company, I think you need to be consistent. But consistent with what, Rich? It's your mindset. Yes, it it is. really is. Do what you say and say what you do. You know, that's really, really important. And you look at great people like Chip and, and Dave Kovar and Melody and myself, we're very consistent. But what they don't see on the back side of all that, that I believe, and I only speak for myself, is the personal work going on. Each and every day, it's easy to stay in the cliche, Rich, be a better version of yourself. But what does that mean? Being a better version doesn't mean going, I'm great, I'm wonderful. The being a better version of yourself is being willing to pull back your own covers and look at it truthfully. I mean, with humility and be gentle with yourself, you know, go easy on yourself. But are you willing to pull back your covers and look at the parts of yourself you're most ashamed of, the parts of yourself you really don't like? Because that's where the improvement comes, right? We're only as strong as our weakest link. So are you willing to do that? And that takes a lot of self-love and a lot of really self-confidence and self-esteem to be able to do that kind of work. That's fantastic, sir. Fantastic. And folks, he, he not only speaks from the heart, preaches from the heart, if you will, but he lives it too. That's where it comes from. It's past previous experiences. And Professor, we had uh, Tom Ziegler, Zig Ziegler's son on, um, yeah, yeah. Not, not, uh, I guess a few episodes ago. And a big thing he talked about is something his dad, Zig, always talked about was PC. And it's not the political correct thing that's unfortunately kind of taken over the world today, but it's persistent consistency. Exactly what you're talking about. It. Being persistent about being consistent in everything you do. Persevere, persistence every single day. And I recently talked about, you know, tornadoes and hurricanes and floods and fires get all the media attention because it's a big climactic event. But the persistent consistency of termites do far more damage than all of those combined. Think of like, yes, a sir. I know termites is kind of horrible. Nobody wants to think of termites in their house, but think of the work ethic or the work ethic of ants. Think of those guys. My goodness. So anyway, uh, you and I, I just, yeah. when we get on the show here, I get goosebumps every single time. I just love it. I learned that from my papa, you know, just teaching a kickboxing class and I was sharing that with them, that there's nothing I can't give you. You can't give yourself. You just have to be willing to put in the work. And we hear that all the time. But my papa came over here in the 1950s from another country. And he said, at the time, people were richer than me. People were smarter than me. And of course, ethically, he was not in the same position because he's coming from a foreign country. But he said, what I had was the ability to outwork all of them. He said, I outwork anybody. That's the one thing I had that I knew nobody could take from me or, or beat me. So I've always had a very strong, strong work ethic. And again, look at all the people you interview, Chip and Dave and Melody, amazing work ethic. But I think they work so hard because their work-life balance is, is there. And that's super important, too. All work and no play, and they put Jackie, adult kid, how would that thing go? <laughs> if you look at Dave, Dave's out there hiking, Melody's on the beach, Chip's out with his wife somewhere. You know, I'm, I'm God, I, I work 16 hours a month in the schools now. I'm like on permanent vacation all the time, uh, but I'm relentless in, in my pursuit 
consistent in my pursuit of being a better version of myself, impacting my community, helping my team, and continuing that message. And that part is really important. Uh, if you're a young school owner out there, a young business person, I'm going to tell you, work well, seven days a week, 17 hours a day until you achieve your version of success. Not mine, not anybody else's. But where I am today, I've earned this position, I believe, and I work to sustain it. That's the hard part. It's easy to get to the top of the mountain. The hard part is sustaining, sustaining it day in and day out. You blink an eye and boom, you, you could be down a hundred grand. You know, you blink an eye and then all of a sudden, you know, you're 10 pounds overweight. So that's what we mean by being consistent in, 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 in what you do. And that's the mindset. And where does that begin, Rich? When you wake up, you know, those morning rituals for me are super, super powerful. I do the same thing every morning in the same way. So I start my day right. And whatever that means to you, I don't know what that means for all the listeners, but whatever that means, you got to figure that out. What, what do you need to do? I don't care if it's listening to Bob Marley eating a strawberry or doing yoga. It, <laughs> just figure it out. You know, what's the best way to start your day? Because that alone changes everything, everything. Yeah, the first 10 minutes you wake up, uh, in, and I've been guilty in the past of hitting that snooze button. That's one of the worst things, as we all know, you can do because not only you're yes, never sir. getting a full sleep cycle, but you've already lost the first battle of the day. You've already lost it. So yes, the first sir. 10 minutes, you're, you've already uh, succeeded. Okay, I guess this is going to be just another one of those days. Doesn't mean it's over, but get in the habit of not hitting that snooze button. First 10 minutes. Yes, and, you know, and you know whose book does really taught me about that? Mel Robbins. <laughs> the five second rule. That is such yeah, a Yeah, that's book. a wonderful book, right? And and she's no, you know, she tells us, I'm no different than you guys. I suffer from the same ills. And, and I just recognize if before I get down to one, if I'm out of that bed, I've already started my day. I've already won. Because for a while, she was in a very bad place mentally and spiritually. And she couldn't get out of bed. You know? and, and, and when I read her book, I saw that. And she found a way, five, four, three, two, one. When I went skydiving, the guy said the same thing. I'm going to count five, four, three, and we jump. Same thing when I went bungee jumping. I'm going to say five, four, three, you better jump. And it's really amazing because that five seconds, every neurological study has proven that. Anything beyond five seconds, you're going to talk your way right out of it, yep. Rich. Right out of it. it. So yep. five seconds, folks, that five-second rule, live and die by it, please. Yeah, and it's, it's the important thing, and Mel says this in her book, you don't count up one, two, three, four, five, because you can keep going. All right, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. <laughs> it's like yes, uh, you got yes, count sir. blast off, and she said that's how she found, uh, uh, she was watching an episode, and there's a rocket that took off, five, four, three, two, one, blast off, and she goes, yep. oh, my gosh, that's it. And Mel's an incredible person. I've had the opportunity to meet her uh, two different times and did a short little interview with I'll her, and she is so genuine and so down to earth. And, I mean, just a lovable person. I mean, it, it, boy, oh, boy, she would connect with all of us because that's who she is. And well, the, it's a uh, blessing to choose, to choose to listen to her book versus reading it. And it was powerful just hearing the sound of her voice. And you could hear the earnest quality in everything that she said, Rich, about yep. what she went through, her own personal demons and her own personal suffering. And I was very impressed. It was very humbling. And I think, again, that for me is a very powerful part of what I do, you see it in my books, in my in my Facebook lives. I'm very vulnerable. I, I live a life of transparency, and that to me has been very vital because there was a point in my life, Rich, where you know I would perpetrate a fraud. I would pomp and circumstance and spend all this energy, you know, acting a certain way and behaving a certain way. And what a waste of time! What a waste of energy! You know, because you're always wondering, you know, what lie you said and you cover it with another lie and that type of energy is negative. It's defeating and it's debilitating. 
So once I became transparent and vulnerable to the world, because I knew who I was at a heart level, at a spiritual level, then good things started happening. I could do the real work, you know? No. But growing up in the ghetto, fear, 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 fear is a great motivator. And growing up in the ghetto, you had to know how to walk and talk. Because if you walked a certain way, you dressed a certain way, you spoke a certain way, guess what? You didn't get beat up that day. So I, I understand the need for it, where people do that and find the value in it. But I'm here to tell you, if you want to get to your better self, the better version of yourself, then you need to be brutally honest with not only yourself, but the world at large. I think that's vital. That's fantastic. And folks, you're talking about that all the time. You hear me use the word transparent uh, just about every show. And I picked that up from Professor Beliso, just talking about you always say, peel back the layers of the onions or, you know, look at yourself, warts yeah. and all. That's you, baby. And I really like what you said about the, the you know, one little white lie. Well, then you got to remember who you told that to. And then you're going to try and cover it up because uh, I tell this person the same lie. And before you know it, you're in a spiral out of control because all you're doing is lying. And I had uh, one of my mentors I'm working with now, Chris Widener, on the show recently. And he talked about, uh, and it's, he talks about in one of his books, integrity and integrity if you break it down it stands for integer and integer is a whole being so you can't have integrity here and not have it here you either have integrity or you don't have integrity it's a whole being you don't have partial integrity and i thought that was really profound and uh, all the little things all the little choices kind of back to the persistent consistency well you know what it's it's okay here because no it's not that's not integrity integrity is a whole and easier said than done, of course. Everything's easier said than done. But think in terms of that. Always, always, always. And, and I agree with you on that. You know, uh, we can't pick and choose who to be honest with and who to lie to, especially when it comes to ourselves. I mean, I can rationalize and believe my own behavior and justify my own actions. But when the day is done, the truth is the truth is the truth. I don't care how you slice or dice it. You know, you, you, you can't compromise the truth. Right. And, and, and it's scary because this culture we live in today with the fake news and the manipulation and the spin doctors and everything, the truth is so skewed that we no longer trust the truth when really all we have, the last true form of marketing is truth, is trust. And, and if you can't get to the truth of anything with your own life or, or, or with people, then you're never, ever going to reach that level of being a better version of yourself and achieving success. And, and I've learned that the hard way. I think we all have in, in many arenas. So becoming brutally honest with yourself is a challenge. It's an art form. And it takes, it takes sometimes it's a daily basis. I, I posted that today at Facebook and Instagram that sometimes stepping up means stepping back and regrouping. Sometimes you got to know what, you know, you got to lose the battle to win the war. And because we're relentless, especially again, I was saying this out of the male context, you know, we want to fix things right away. We got to yeah. meet it head on, right? Meet it head on. Well, sometimes meeting it head on means to pivot, you know, and get out of the way and, and to put pride aside and ego aside and to be able to do that is very challenging for us, for all of us as human beings, because we want instant gratification. We want the quick fix. We want it now. Well, you ever done that? One time I think I was, putting up sheetrock with my dad and he wanted to get it done now and we're rushing through this thing and we kept making mistakes kept making mistakes and then eventually it got to the point where we had to rip the whole thing down and start again yep yeah so i remember that in my young life going oh okay slow and steady wins the race and, and when a client comes to me 
or business, you know, whether it's business or personal, and they tell me I want it fast, I get, I tell them, no, 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 <laughs> there is no fast to success. Please, there is no fast to success. If you think there's fast to success, then, you know, we need to work on your mindset. Gary Vee posted that one day recently. He said the same fundamental thing. And I feel very strong about that. There is no fast. That's why diets don't work. Yep. You know, everybody diets, billion dollar industry, and it does not work because it's not sustainable, right? And the first three words of diet is die. <laughs> it's really about shifting. It's about shifting your mindset, learning to have a healthy lifestyle, to discipline yourself, to eat properly in the right amounts. And then, you know, I like Body for Life by Bill Phillips on that Saturday and Sunday. Do what you want. Yep. Because we're striving for that work-life balance, correct? Absolutely. And uh, Tom Ziegler mm -hmm. shared on uh, when he was on the show with his new book called Choose to Win. It's a follow-up to his dad's book, Born to Win. His is, you know, Zig had said, everyone was born and endowed with the seeds of greatness. You're born to win. Well, Tom followed up with Choose to Win. And he says in the book, the quickest way to success is to change bad habits to good habits. But, of course, it takes time yes, for those things to change. But you slowly but surely start uh, working or chipping away at them. And it goes back to the most fundamental part, and this is from Jim Rohn, the, the, the law of sowing and reaping. What you put in is what you're going to get out, but it's not going to happen overnight. You put a seed in the ground, tomorrow morning it's not going to turn into anything. It's going to start in the bottom, building that foundation, building those roots, but it's going to take time. And that's the thing. And you'd mentioned before about kind of running headfirst into stuff. And us men, you know, uh, we'll just keep pounding away, pounding away, pounding away. Well, if, if you keep getting hit in the face with a right cross, maybe slip to the side. If you keep banging your head against the wall, maybe step back and, holy cow, there's an opening right here. But oftentimes we, yes, we want it now and we're, yes, we're forgetting sir. the law of sowing and reaping. You know, the best time to plant a tree, well, 20 years ago. Next best time, right now, but be patient in the process. Well, an analogy I used for that is look at some of what's being produced with the GMO corn and some of the government meat. I mean, chickens today are huge, and they're being produced at, like, this rapid rate. GMO corn can come up with, I don't know, what, three, four months? It's scary. It's scary, and I don't want to eat that stuff. But what I want to do is eat a good blueberry. Well, guess what? It takes three seasons, I read the other day. Three seasons. you got to go three complete cycles of growth in order to sow you know, the benefits of a blueberry, which is, by the way, one of the most expensive fruit crops out there, right? Yeah. One of the most expensive fruit crops. So think about that. You want to, you want to be GMO corn and instant gratification, that quick fix? Or do you truly want to be that blueberry? I, I want to be a blueberry farmer all day long, <laughs> and I'm willing to be patient. I'm willing, right? And I'm willing to be patient with that process, Rich. I'm totally cool with it. And we I'm wonder totally why our stomachs all are all messed up and our digestive systems are messed up because we're eating unhealthy things. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, and we got to pay attention, but nobody wants to read the label. They're, I mean, that's why fast food is so popular. As, you know, for the most part, I'm only speaking generally, it doesn't have very much nutritional value, right? Right. It's, it's scary when, when you can buy a hamburger for $1.50 and you're going, wow, that's scary. What's in that thing? What's in that thing? You break down some of this you know, chicken tender things and some pink slime. You know, but it is, it's really about just producing. And But our mindsets are that way too. We want to quick fix so people grin. You know, we want to get away from our problems so they watch, you know, a marathon of Games of Thrones or whatever. Yep. And, and I'm not saying don't do that once in a while, but when that's your go-to, 
Every time something's wrong, you take a drink. Every time something's tough, you overeat. Every time something you don't like it, then you stop working out. It should be just the opposite. When I'm in a bad place, and I've been in bad places many times in my life, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, we all have it and we all will. That's unavoidable. It's what we choose to do with it. It really is. And we have a unique opportunity through our suffering to become better versions of ourselves. People say, well, you're crazy. Well, yeah, it's a choice. I can either look at this thing in a good way and work my way through it and to the other side, or I can be negative to the process and it's going to be an even bigger bummer. And so I, I think it's a choice. But what's scary, and I'm sure you've been there as we all have, when you get to a point in your life, Rich, where you believe you have no choice, that's a very scary place to be as a human being, right? Well, you have no choice. Well, unfortunately, just wow. a few years ago, we, we, we lost one of the most comedic minds in the world because he got to that dark place. I mean, it could happen to any of us. Yes, sir. I, yes, I wanna... sir. Any of us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It can happen to any of us. I agree with you 150%. And I want to touch back on something you'd mentioned, kind of the preservatives that are put in our food nowadays. I just had a, a great conversation with Hanshi Kovar the other day, and he had mentioned if you can't pronounce <laughs> what's on the label, it's probably best you don't yeah. put it in your body. <laughs> yep. I thought yep. that was pretty and, and funny. Hanshi, <laughs> I think Hanshi's brilliant with that. I mean, I watch him post his videos of his gardens in the back, and he's grown his own sustainable food, and he's a vegan all the way. You know, he, he's a hardcore vegan, and, and he's such an inspiration. Um, you know, and, and I like a big burger, though, once in a while. I got to have my burger. Oh, I'm with you. Know, you. I mean, and that's just who, and that's who I choose to be. But I think he's the epitome of that. And and a lot of people look at you and go, "Why well, can't be that way?" So forget, hey man, if I could be half the man Hanshi is on most of my days, I'm gonna have a good day, you know. And 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 he's such a great inspiration all the way around. And and so, for anybody out there, if you get a chance to work with him or see him or spend time with him, I highly, highly, highly recommend that. Highly recommend that. Let's talk about Harvard, Rich. Yeah. Let's talk about Harvard. Well, real quick, the um, folks, especially our, our martial arts friends, uh, July 1st through the 3rd is the Martial Arts Super Show, and Hashi Kovar is going to be there. Yes, Professor, I'm quite sure you're going to be there. And yeah, I'm going to be there. I just have a booth. I have a booth 110. I'm not speaking, but I have my booth 110 uh, with Kids Love Life Scope. But if you come to Vegas early, I'm doing breakfast with Brannon at the Paris Hotel on June 29th from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. So I did it at Houston when I was flying out to uh, Cancun to speak at Cozumel. So I stopped in Houston. I did this morning breakfast with about, I don't know, 10, 20 school owners. And it was very cool. Nothing better than to break bread and lunch and share together. So I figured I would do it in Vegas as well. And so if you're in the Vegas area or you're going to be there, take advantage of that. Yeah. And, and Press, you talk about that a lot, which always touches my heart. The, the breaking of the bread. Is the most common thing, yeah. obviously, back to the G's and Arrow, but you'd mentioned even with some of, uh, and I hate to say the word haters, but people that just, they're, they're battling their own demons in their own life, and for whatever reason, they, they, they don't like the, the message we're presenting. But you've often said before, man, if we could just sit down and break bread and just talk and rationalize this. And I really think, folks, that's a, that's a vital message, especially in today's world where we're so divided. We're not that far apart, but yet the media drives us apart. But just hearing you say that breaking the bread, that, 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 that touches my heart. On social media, too. I mean, I'm pretty disciplined. If you notice me when people attack me via social media, I normally just go silent, right? It's radio silence. I don't say anything. Very, 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 very rarely will I do that. 
And I think sometimes when people say the things they say about me, if they would look me in the eye when they're saying that and realize I'm a human being and that's what they're causing, they may think twice. And you're right. If we could sit across the table and break some bread together and talk as people versus as keyboard warriors just shooting stuff back and forth through social media, I think that would change tremendously. It really would. It really Because, I mean, we're all misunderstood, right, on some level or another. But I believe it's easy to act emotionally and lash out. It takes a lot of self-control and self-discipline. I know for me, especially, to not want to say something back. So I don't look at them as haters. I don't look at them as trolls. Um, I, I, I kind of take the position you take, that they, they're probably fighting their own demons too. And I try to imagine them as a baby. You know, when that person was born, they were an innocent babe. And they, they weren't like that. So I try to let that go. Uh, for, for the most part, because it, it, it's poison. It's poison in my brain. It slows me down. Goes on my thinking, then I end up talking to somebody about it, then another person, and then now we're, you know, we're talking about that person who I'm giving more energy to for what they said, and it goes on and on like a snowball. And we've all done that, right? And we find out our whole day's been consumed with conversations about some troll or hater, somebody that's toxic, you know, that got into our healthy space. And really, when that type of stuff happens, to me, it's like light on a vampire. I run the other way as quickly as I can. I seek refuge in meditation. Or some kind of reading, I'll pick up something and read it, or prayer. You know, that's very powerful for me. Um, and, and I find that. And you should have that. Everybody should have a set of tools in place that when you get into a negative mindset or somebody attacks you mentally or through social media, you have a set of tools in place that can, like, change it instantly. Tony Robbins is really big on that. You can flip the script instantly if you choose. Oh, I like but have that. those tools, whatever works. <laughs> Yeah, well, whatever works for you, right, Rich? Yeah. Whatever works for you, figure it out. Have those tools in place. And I go to them right away. Right away, I go to them. Light on a vampire. Light on a vampire. That's fantastic. Yeah, prayer. Just uh, pray to in whatever spirituality. Folks, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian, and I'm happy to be that way. Uh, but whatever you believe, just believe that there's something bigger than you and the, the spirit of the universe yep. that you can go to for help and guidance. Uh, yep, light, let it go. Let go, you know. Something that it was is, brought up. That's what happened. Oh, go ahead, sir. I'm yeah, sorry. Sometimes when I when I say things, when I say things, Rich, I don't use people's names. I'm not even talking about them. They'll come at me hard, and I'm going, "Whoa, well, I'm not, I'm not discussing you." I mean, I, I they were the furthest thing from my mind. But often, I guess because in my transparency, and and often when I speak, it might you know it might be like light on a vampire, and people don't dig it. They don't dig it, and. Anytime I'm in that position, I ask myself, where is this coming from? You know, is this some childhood? Um, You've opened a wound somewhere. That's still, yeah, that's still stuck somewhere in me. You know, that I'm not doing the work I should be doing. So I'm envious and jealous of this other person who is doing the work. You know, and now they're calling me out because I'm not doing the work, but they're not saying it. You know, all of it. But see, we can slice and dice that all day, every day. But again, having those tools in place to start your morning right, have those tools in place to shield and block yourself from, you know, for the lack of the better word, the hater or the troll, you know, have those things in place when you become your own worst enemy. Because I am. Some days I'm my own worst enemy, right? Yep. I didn't know you were only supposed to eat one chip ahoy cookie. I thought you were supposed <laughs> to eat the whole freaking sleeve, right? Well, well yeah, right? especially if you, you got a whole yeah, thing of milk. <laughs> Yeah, you got a big thing of chips ahoy. There's what three sleeves in it? One for me, one for you, and one for the other guy. I thought you're supposed to take the whole sleeve and eat the whole sleeve. I didn't know that. 
So now we get the little snack size one. So you eat one little bag and that's it. Right. But see, that came from guilt, oh, Rich, because we grew up with very little food. So we were taught to eat everything on your plate. Yep. Always. Always. But now I'm disciplined. If I'm in a restaurant, 90, 99% of the time, I eat half the meal and the other half comes home for, you know, later. Later. So again, that mindset shift. Please know that anybody out there that feels they're in a prison or they're stuck in one way of thinking, you're that thinking, thinking, however you want to label it, you do not have to think that way anymore. You simply do not. You have the ability to change your mindset at any second that you choose, for good or for bad. You have that ability. You just need to discover it and then manifest it and nurture it and grow it to the point where it's an asset versus a liability in your life. Goodness gracious, so much great stuff there. <laughs> the chips away got me laughing. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I did. I, I just want to eat the sweets, sir. That's it. Uh, all the kids can relate to that, especially you got a big old glass of milk. What are you supposed to do with it? Uh, it, it that brings up another right. thing Hanshi talks about all the time, and, and, and you, you brought it up at the restaurant there. He talks about eat to your 80% full. And it, it's, it's such yes, a mindset that we've tried to condition. It, the other night we're leaving, uh, oh, I forgot where we're at. And Emmett, my youngest, he's 10 years old now, he goes, Dad, did you stop at 80%? And I said, you know, maybe 82.5%. He goes, all right, that's pretty good. I said, how about you? He goes, I think I actually went to 105. <laughs> but, but you know what? He if it's it. Thanksgiving, <laughs> if, if it's Thanksgiving or it's Christmas or it's my birthday, uh, you know, we live for those moments. Those great foods we only eat at Christmas. The great right. foods we only eat at Thanksgiving. That's a different day. See, but it's knowing that too. You know, there's so many dishes I make during the holidays that my mom, God rest her soul, and my grandmother, God rest her soul, they made it. And I swear, I eat till my belly's full because I'm remembering them and I'm honoring them. I just don't want that memory to go. That's a great to way to look at it. So, yeah, so I do. It. I swear. And I do. I, you know, that turkey coma, you know, there's one dish my mom used to make, this fried rice, and I make it for everybody, and they just love it. And I eat it, and I remember my mama, and I eat it some more, and I remember another memory. And so... Those moments I'm okay with, but I don't eat like for three days before that. And then we do a two hour kickboxing in the morning after, right? So there's <laughs> that true. balance. But yeah, because life is meant to be enjoyed. And often people think, you know, you watch a lot of people dieting, they're so pissed off, right? All the time, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think life needs to be a balance. It just does. And I feel passionate about that. Let me get into Harvard before we wrap this thing up. I, I know. Sorry so about Harvard that. Was, that's why I love talking yeah, to him, okay, folks. That's beautiful. Okay. So get on to Harvard, please. <laughs> Harvard was an amazing experience. It was the first martial arts business summit ever held at Harvard, right? Again, somebody in the industry said, well, that's no, it's not history. Anybody could rent Harvard. But you know what? Not anybody rented it. We did, right? My studio, the app, rented Harvard. The guy who created my studio went to Harvard. And him and John Versard put this thing together, and, and they brought martial artists to Harvard. We sat in Harvard with a Harvard professor and learned from a Harvard professor what it is to be a true entrepreneur. And it was crazy. I remember just sticking my foot on campus was like crossing over into another realm. And then I walked up to the Harvard statue of John Harvard. The whole thing's tarnished, Rich, but his feet are gold because everybody touches his feet before finals or testing as good luck. And I touched John Harvard's foot. You know, and at first I went through, I went through head trips because I don't have a college degree, Rich. I tell people that openly. I'm going, man, they're going to kick me out of here. I don't belong here to speak. I don't belong here to learn. And I went to that for about two seconds. 
than we sat in the first day of the classroom. And this Harvard professor kept telling us, you belong here. Everybody I talk to are students. They don't even have businesses yet. Everyone of you own a business. You belong here more than they do in some ways. And he kept saying that our goal at Harvard is to teach you to teach yourself. Learn to teach yourself. Because that's where innovation lives. That's where personal success lives. If you could learn to teach yourself. Because then you teach yourself the right things you need to create your version of success. 30% of your grade, participation. That fits with me. You got to participate in this thing called life. But when people would ask questions, his response first would be, well, that's a beautiful question. Thank you very much. Who has ever said that? Most teachers would go, why are you asking? Did you read the material? <laughs> you should know the answer to that. So to hear this Harvard professor, and it was neat, is the Harvard professor also has to be a very successful businessman outside. So he can't be a theorist, just all theory. He has to have gone out into the world and applied it and been very successful in, in his or her own right. That was powerful, Rich. That this guy wasn't just a teacher because then he, he really dispelled that old myth, Rich. Those who can do, those who can teach, he, he dispelled it. And, and, and you can be a great teacher because you were a doer and you're still doing it. This guy had to leave to get on the plane because he sits on all these different boards and he had to go, you know, sit on a board and advise them. So I learned that, that that's, that's a bunch of BS. Those who can do and those who teach do, you know, great teachers. Great teacher. So I'm going to rewrite that and, and post it in a different way. But see, that's what disruptive mindset's about. That's what Harvard's about. When you stand in front of the dorm where Facebook was created, wow. Wow. You know? And that's what I'm saying is, is I'm, I'm a big advocate of everybody discovering their own version of success. You hear me say it all the time. Don't fall in line like sheep being led to slaughter. But you know what? You got to be willing to go out there and take the hit. You got to be willing to go out there and be different because you are different. You have to be willing to take those chances. He talked about failure. Seven out of 10 businesses fail. The next two break even. One out of 10 businesses will succeed. That's why bankruptcy in America is okay. Own president is what? Six times bankrupt? Because America sets you up to know that you're going to fail at least once. So you get a do-over. Yep. Right? You get a do-over. And that's powerful. You know, I filed bankruptcy when I was 25. It's in my book. I was so ashamed of myself. I beat myself up. Guess what? People in the big business world, they know when to close that thing down. They know when they're done. And they're not afraid to say, okay, bankrupt, let's start over. I went, wow, that's amazing. This multi-multi-millionaire standing here telling me bankruptcy is just part of life paying taxes or being profitable. That was crazy, too. That was crazy, too. And then the second day I spoke, you know, I stood there with Melody Johnson, Roland Osborne, John Bertard, you know, heavy hitters, too late. His wife was out of Kellogg. That's just crazy. And I stood there and I spoke and I delivered relevant, powerful content that anybody can take and better. I spoke on why culture beats strategy all day. Anybody can replicate your strategy, Rich, whatever process you do in your school of business. But you know what, Rich? Nobody can replicate your culture. Yep. Nobody. And that's powerful. And, you know, these purpose-driven companies like Apple, Disney, Apple spend millions and millions of dollars developing culture and we should too and that's what i spend the biggest work in the industry now is helping people discover their why their purpose their core values and creating that culture that separates them from everybody else because it's sustainable and growth oriented right but the fear what's the fear rich i gotta get 10 new students give me the new yeah. latest facebook click funnel click funnel do 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 we're all looking for that when the real work and the money should be spent internally yep. that's where it happens
Develop your curriculum, develop your team, invest in your team, invest in your curriculum, your, your environment. But nobody wants to do that. They want the quick fix, so they spend, you know, $1,800 a month on some SEO program. Okay. There you go. Well, I think, uh, Professor, the, 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 the 10 new students, and in the martial arts industry, that's kind of the big thing. Well, in any walk of life, yeah. you want instant success. Yeah. I think of that, and this is something, I forgot who said it. But he said, everybody who's ever went on a weight loss process, a weight loss diet, has lost 100 pounds. And then he paused. I'm yep. like, okay. He goes, you know, 10 pounds, 10 different times. Well, you want those 10 students yep, right sir. now, you're going to get maybe 10, but you're going to lose 20 in the process. Well, you may lose the quick Thank 10, you, but you're going to gain 20 in the process. So <laughs> that's when, when somebody asked me that, you know, how do I lose 10 pounds quickly or how do I get 10 students quickly? I said, that's the wrong question. You should be asking me how to eat healthier, how to shift my mindset to being, you know, have a healthier lifestyle. You want to get 10 new students? Then work on the 10 you have. They go, what do you mean? I already have those 10. But you got to keep those 10. Yes. And by developing a culture, a mindset and systems in place to keep nurturing those relationships, they become that tribe of raving fans that are going to go out there and tell more people. I say this all the time. What's a better lead? The mom standing at the bus stop going, wow. You know, if my son goes to one martial arts and the difference it's made, that or a Facebook ad. So to me, it's a no-brainer. Yep. It's a no-brainer. They don't need to trust us instantly. They trust that mom at the bus stop telling another mom that, hey, this is a great place to bring your kid. Well, that's the old thing. It's easier to keep a student than it is to get a new student. And like you just said, the raving well, fans, no. the moms do all the yeah. work for you. But if it was easier to keep a student, why is the attrition rate so high in the martial arts because we, we don't put our attention on, on that the student. Yep. And, and right. Well, but see, once we sign them to a one year contract, you know me, I don't use contracts no. and I'm not against contracts. Please be very clear about that. I'm just, whatever your version of success, if it's contracts, rock and roll for me, it's not, but I often believe that if I lock you into one year contract, then I don't have to try for a year. You know, I'll worry about you in month nine and 10 yep. when you're coming up for renewal. But if I'm on the, on, on every day, I step up to that plate. You could quit that day. I'm going to serve you better. There's a saying that hangs in our instructor's room. Treat every student today like it was their first day. Yes. Think of the love we give the first-time student, right? It's just like in our own personal relationship. I look at my wife every day like the first day I met her. It's a discipline. It's a mindset. You know, she started complaining about some of her gray hairs. And I said, babe, I see you as that 26-year-old girl that I fell in love with because every day I wake up and that's who I choose to see. Or I could choose to see a woman who's getting older, da, da, da. But I don't. I choose to wake up every day and see her as that girl I met when she was 26. And that's a choice, right? Again, that mindset that you talk about, sir, that mindset you speak about all the time. And folks, obviously hearing Professor Beliso talk, uh, you can definitely <laughs> know where I got a lot, of, a lot of the content that I use. And you hear me talk about the first thing I do in the morning. And I got this from you, sir. Roll over and kiss my wife. Why I'm blessed to have yes, her there as opposed to, and think about it, folks, you can roll over and grab your phone and check your status on Facebook or Instagram or roll over. Even if you had an argument with your wife, be grateful and thankful that she is there. And I think that's great. You know, why we're our worst enemy. We're going to find the gray hairs and, and everything else. But look at her with that mindset of this is the most precious, beautiful thing in the world. And something Ziggler always talks and that's about. Where being Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, Ziegler always talks about is if if we realized with relationships we're on the same side and we're not enemies, 
we could repair our relationship so much more and have so much more foundational support there as opposed to, hey, we're on different sides. No, you're not. You're on the same team. No, we're not. Work it out. Yeah, no, we're not. But Rich, you know, but be mindful of that. You and I both know there are very toxic people in this world and it could be sometimes family, people close to us. Yes. We have to be willing to let go of with love. You know, I had that one slide, love block delete. There's been people close to me that I've had to let them go with love, block and delete them from my life. And that that was hard too, because it's family. Blood is thicker than water. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, you had toxic no, waste to that. Uh, I don't care how thick the blood is. You, you got you get an infection, you know, in, right. in your blood there. Right. It's going to run its course. So you have to. And love block delete, folks, you hear me talk about that all the time. And I always give you credit, sir. I said, love them because God says we're supposed to. But I always add a little extra there. God also says we're supposed to love ourselves, not to be infected by that. Block, delete, cut the tie, get them out of your life. Yeah, and that was a hard one because I always associate a lot of guilt with that. I'm letting down people. You know, you think you're better than me. We're family. You know, we're family. Well, you know, family doesn't treat each other like that. At least not the family I want to cultivate today. You know, the family I want to be part of today. And so that, that was a big one for me in my life. It really, really was. And I'm grateful that I've gotten to that point because I realize I'm not responsible for what other people think of me or choose to, but I am responsible of how I choose to reply or respond. And that's been one of the healthier things for me in the past couple of years that has really allowed me to do the kind of work to be a better me. I really have. Because your family will make you feel the most guilty for the choices you make. Yes, they will. And they think it's okay because they're yeah, and they think it's okay because they're family. Well, it's not okay. It's not okay. And what? and choosing to let that go with love is very powerful, very liberating. And this, you know, and you and I have talked about this at great lengths before. Uh, one of our favorite books are The Four Agreements. You know, be impeccable with yes, your sir. word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make yes, assumptions and always do your best. Well, Don Miguel Ruiz yes, wrote that. He's got another book, folks. It's called The Mastery of Love, and there's another one called Mastery yes. of Self. Fantastic yes. books, but he talks about I've read them all. Ex- yeah, they're they're fantastic. Coming from that place of love, and I just shared this message with okay. one of our instructors this morning, and it was all about how he had uh, and, and I've got him reading uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by uh, Stephen Covey, and he had mentioned that yeah. he great book. waved to somebody on the bike trail and they didn't wave back. And he said his first impulse was like, fine, I'll never wave again. But then he reflected on it, and I had him read Mastery of Love as well. And he says, you know what? I don't know what battle they're fighting. All I know is maybe my wave in some way helped them, even though they didn't wave back. Maybe they're mad. Maybe their uh, family's going through a divorce or have lost in a family or a disease they're fighting. Who knows? We don't know the storms and the battles they're fighting. But don't take it personally and don't waste time on it. Know that you did the right thing. You've sent that love out there. And it will come back. And, I, and if I can ask everybody, you know, I'm going to wrap up with this because I got to hop on another show. You know, that let's take that to a higher level. Let's hold the door for people yes. simply because it's the right thing to do in our heart. Let's wave to people because that's what humans should do for one another. Let's say hello, not because we want them to say hello back or not because we want to be righteous. Let's just do it because we know in a heart of hearts that it's simply the right thing to do. Not to elevate me above anybody else or I'm right, you're wrong, I'm cool, you're not. Do it at a heart level because you know at that, at that molecular level, it's just the right thing to do. And if you just do that without anything, asking for anything, expecting anything in return, you'd be amazed how things come back. You just do. Well, that's, and I just talked about this on the last show. 
You give a dollar to, to somebody on the street. Don't give it to them hoping you'll get 10 in return. Do it because it's the right thing to do. Smile because it's the right thing to do. Say please, thank you. Hold the door. Let somebody out in traffic. Send that love out there. It will come back. It really will. But don't do it because you want something in return. Fantastic. Correct. Correct. I agree. Well, I know you've got another show, sir, and I'm so very grateful. Folks, listen, follow Brandon Beliso on all of all the social media channels, but please check out his book, uh, uh, Love, oh my Live, goodness. Learn, Grow. Live, yeah. Learn, Grow. Lessons Live, of a Reluctant Tiger. Yeah. And it's a fantastic yeah. book. I've read the book and listened to the Audible, and Professor Beliso narrates the book himself. And, folks, you know how I feel about that. It's, it's such a more personal connection when the author actually narrates his book because you can feel the passion yes, and sincerity in their voice. And Professor, as you heard here, he brings it out. So follow uh, Brandon Beliso. He's an incredible person. I am so blessed to have you in my life. And I, I've said it before, but I mean it. I love you, sir. I truly do. I love you, too. I love you very much. And after you read my book, I want all of you to go write your own book because you deserve to. <laughs> Look at that. All right, sir. Well, have a very, very blessed day. Thank you again for the time today. Yes, and, uh, folks, check out Professor Brandon Beliso. Professor, have a blessed day. Yes, call, Thank and, you again. And call upon me. Call upon me anytime. I'm grateful to share. You know, the energy you and I mix together is just powerful. And, and just, for, just for the listeners, I remember the huge aha moment sitting outside that candy store in uh, <laughs> Vegas. And you didn't really know me yet. You didn't really know me yet. But I think our wives are in the candy store. And you and I are sitting outside. And I think I reached across that table and gave you a hug. And you had this aha moment. And those are the moments we live for. And that was years ago, Rich. But it's one of the strongest, most impactful moments in my life. And I know it was for you, too. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps, and I'm also getting choked up here. I mean, that, 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 that touches my heart every time I think about it. And thank you for bringing that up again, sir. Thank it's, you. It's one of my greatest memories. I mean, you see it. It's still there in my mind. It's one of those memories you hold on to because it was so impactful for me as well as I know it was for you. And, folks, those are the moments we live for. And you folks, know, and, 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 I didn't think I was worthy of it <laughs> at the time. I know it doesn't sound like it on are, the podcast yeah. here, but it, it's true. And just by you reaching out and doing that uh, has set me on a yes, path sir. that I'm so very grateful for. And folks, you have that same power, that same ability to do that to somebody else's life and impact them in such a positive way. Gosh, darn. Yes, well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a blessed day, sir. Thank you very much. You as well. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Gosh, bye-bye, sir. Thank you. Wow, folks, how about that? How about that? Golly, I'm, I'm getting all emotional and choked up here. <laughs> oh, think about that love right there. That's so incredible. And there's so many other people like us out there that, that share that passion, that share that love, that share that uh, uh, what's a gift is what it is. Please share that gift with others. You've got a special gift. And Professor's been on more podcasts than anybody else. I can't thank him enough for that. And as he just mentioned, and the fact that he still remembers that, and he's exactly right. It's the first time I ever met him. And he's actually the guy that inspired me to start doing the video blogs now that we've got 300 and something of those out there. Just such a, such a transparent, wonderful, beautiful, inside-and-out human being. And I'm telling you, check out his book, Live, Learn, and Grow, Lessons of a Reluctant Tiger. It's on Amazon, and it's on Audible. It's incredible. And he speaks from the heart. And, you know, you are who you surround yourself with. And I'm so blessed and so grateful and so thankful to be around people like Professor Beliso and all the other, Benji Molina and, uh, you know, Todd Stottlemyre. He hasn't been on a show yet, but he's going to in the near future. Chip Townsend, uh, Hanchi Kovar, 
Uh, Herbie Bagwell was recently on it. And we've got uh, so many. Uh, our June calendar is, is full, and our July calendar is, is filling up as well. It's incredible. And all speaking the same language because collectively we are making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. All right, folks. Well, first-time listeners, thank you so much. Uh, listeners have been with us since the very beginning. This is episode number 146. Golly, thank you so, so, so very much. Please share this with others who could benefit from this message because that's how we're going to build our tribe, baby. That's how we're doing it, and we're making an impact. Yeah, if I'm just throwing a pebble in a pond, I'm only making certain ripples. If collectively we're lifting this huge boulder and throwing that baby in the pond, we're making tidal waves, and it is making an impact on our world, on our society, and it's going to make things better. I believe it. I know you believe it too. So you can find me, as you know, on uh, Facebook, Kicking Life with Master Grogan, on Instagram, kickinglife.mastergrogan, and we're going to start something. We're going to shoot for July where we'll have a little question and answer. You throw a question or propose a question, and we'll talk about it on the podcast and hopefully answer that because I know that question that you come up with, there's a good chance that thousands of others have the same question. So don't be afraid to do that. As Professor talked about, take those actionable steps. Persistent consistency. Be transparent with yourself. You know, and, 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 and don't, don't get wrapped up in those little white lies. It, they'll start to eat at you. I've, got, I've done things in the past that, that I'm ashamed of. I really, truly am, and I've talked about them. I, I, I pray. I've been baptized as a way of turning the page, moving on to the next chapter to be a better person, and that's how I evaluate and judge myself. Am I a better person today than I was yesterday? And that's the only thing I have control over. So that's what I, I you know, highly recommend that you focus on as well. Okay. Well, as you know, we're found on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you can find the podcast from. Like, subscribe, share, give us those five stars, share it with a friend, because we're doing it, man. We're making it. Our society is going to be a better place to live for all of us. That's all. Yippity, yippity, yippity. That's all, folks. <laughs> and the last podcast, you got it. A person can laugh at themselves is always entertained, so I'm, I laugh at myself a lot. I love you. God loves you. Professor Beliso loves you. <laughs> we all love you. Please, share that love with the world. You never know the impact you're going to have on somebody else's life. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. Thank you so much for your time. Have a wonderful day, and I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.